Welcome to Victory Life and Ministry of Life Harvest Church with Pastors Kevin and Melinda Gartsky. As you listen today, expect God's powerful word to heal, encourage, and prosper you. Expect His victory to overflow in your life. The word is easy. A lot of His promises are easy, what they say and do, but it's not always easy on our the flesh is not complicated. God didn't make it all complicated, so you have to have a PhD to figure it out. And he just took, you know, he just took ordinary people. You know, he went to the ordinary people. He didn't go to the Pharisees. When Jesus came, he didn't go to the Pharisees and say, I want your top 12 students because I need 12 disciples. <laughs> you know, he went to the, to the ordinary people. College basketball is going on, right? Well, those, those teams got there not by, not by the, just picking up players one day and saying, okay, we're going to the championship game. Let's play basketball. And, and they had no clue what they're doing. They practiced and practiced and practiced. And in coaching basketball, you know, you know, for kids sometimes it can be boring and get kind of repetitions. Like, we just want to play. But you do drills. There's dribbling. There's rebounding. There's shooting. Make a layup and shoot three feet away before you shoot 20 feet away. If you want to get good, you, you practice short and then you get longer. And the same way with the Word is we, we need to practice the Word. And, and just like we, you had food, what you ate last week, what you ate a year ago, you probably, if I said, what did you eat on uh, um, April 20th in uh, 2005? Can you tell me what you had for lunch? Probably nobody can remember. You know, what we ate 10 years ago, all that, those things uh, is why we're here today. I understand you can fast, but eventually you have to eat again, right? You have to eat and you have to drink. And the same way with the Word, if we, if we tried... Input a lot of times people are trying to, they come to church once a week or maybe once a month or once a year or, or don't even go. And, and then on top of that, then in between, they're not reading the Word. They're not praying or spending time with God. And then, they, and then when things get hard, they wonder why. In college, I, I lifted weights when I was in college. And, and week by week and month by month, you get stronger and you can lift more. Well, you don't lift for a while. And you go back and you wonder, why, why can't I lift 200 pounds anymore? You didn't keep lifting. You know, you got away from it. And, and so we need to lift, you know, you need to lift the 5 and the 10 and the 20 and the 30 pounds and be prepared for the big problems before they come, come your way. The surfers don't go out and, and those big, you see on TV, the surfers that surf under the big waves, Hawaii or wherever. First, that's not the first time they've done that. they practiced on their surfboard. So it's important that we take the word and input it in us daily. In Mark 4, Pastor Molina had been talking about measuring the word big, right? For a couple, several weeks, talking about making the word measure. How how do you measure the word uh, against what the world is saying, what the newspaper is saying, what the, what the doctor is saying, what the bank's saying? How do you measure the word? What measures bigger? And in Mark chapter four, verse twenty-four, Jesus talking said, "Take heed what you hear." It's important what we hear, what we allow to go in our ears, what we allow to go in our eyes, and what you spend time with is just like that. If you want to get good at basketball, you have to spend time playing, you know, practicing basketball. If you want to get good at, at cooking, you spend time cooking, you know. I don't have to wonder myself why I'm not able to cook a, a gourmet meal. I haven't been practicing. <laughs> I mean, maybe I could, you know, but <laughs> I just got, I could start practicing. <laughs> well, I have such a good cook at home. I just <laughs> well, I think I'll make something. I, I think I've seen Melinda. She, uh, so you put some salt in, so I guess I'll put some salt in, and then maybe some peppers and throw some onions in, and <laughs> whatever, you just throw in a bunch of stuff, and you don't know what you have when you get done, right? We need to learn the words that know the right word in the right, right season. 
kind of thing. So it's important what we hear. And it says, with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. For whoever has, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has has been taken away. And I was thinking of that and the fact that the more word we get, the more the Lord can reveal things. I think even in reading, the weekly readings, there's been places where you're reading through the chapter and then and one verse kind of pops out and maybe you see a new light on that one verse and it kind of really gets to you. Going the same, reading the same thing or, or hearing the same thing sometimes, you can think, well, I've heard that before. And that's why I think sometimes with the kids with basketball sometimes, well, I've done that. We've done that drill for, you know, 20 times. We do it every practice or whatever. But that's how they get good at it. And you see it through the season, they get better and better at those particular things because they practice them. The more you have, the more will be given. And that can work in the other way. If you dwell on fear or dwell on worry or dwell on the, get a doctor's report and dwell on the internet on all the different things and how many people died from that, what will get in you in whatever it is, the word or the world, that's what will be built up in you. And if you don't spend time in the word, then you won't get more revelation on it. And over in the, before that, Jesus talked about the seed. It's interesting in the seed and the sower in, in chapter 4, verse 3. It says in verse 3, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and it happened he sowed some seed that fell on the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on the stony ground where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when, he, when the sun was up, it, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it and yielded no crop. But other seed fell on the good ground, and it yielded a crop that sprang up and increased and produced some thirtyfold, some sixty, some hundred. And he said, he who has ears, let him hear. Again, we have to hear, hear the word. And the interesting thing is in verse 13, he says, Jesus said, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? This is a key to understanding the word of God, is the, the seed and the sower. It says, the sower... The sower sows the word in verse 14. And it says, And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, when they hear Satan comes immediately and takes the word away from what was sown in their heart. And likewise, the ones on, sown on stony ground who, when they heard the word, immediately received it with gladness, and they had no root within themselves. And so they endured only for a time. And afterwards, when tribulation or persecution arose, for the word's, word's sake, immediately they stumbled. Now, these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word accept it and bear fruit, some 30, some 60, and some 100. So if you look at this, and we talked about your heart has to be good soil. He's talking about your heart being good soil to receive the word of God. The word of God is seed, and it, you could have good soil in your heart for certain things. You might be really strong and have good soil for salvation, but, but not healing, not, not baptism in the Holy Spirit, not prospering, not other things. And those things we just need to continually work on. It's not that we need to get down on ourselves or get after ourselves. We all learn. We're all learning. So we all, all need to never stop learning what the Word has. In your work, whatever you do, you probably constantly learn new things. You should. If you think you know everything about what you do, then you're probably in trouble. If we think we know everything about the Word, then we'll get in trouble too. So the circumstances of life and things that come, you know, sometimes, so many times people think, well, whatever happens, it was meant to be. You hear that statement, well, it was just meant to be. You know, God's teaching me something, or and then even to the point you don't know why God's allowing 
allowing this to happen to me. Look at the circumstances of life. They don't come, they're not coming at you to teach you things. God said that he teaches us by the Holy Spirit. And we learn things in the circumstances of life. But here you find out that the circumstances, such as um, tribulation, persecution, arises. It says in verse 17, for the word's sake, and immediately they stumble. It says down in verse 19 that the cares of the world and the deceitful riches draw them away. Things come at us. The things that come at us are designed to draw us away from the word, away from off the promises of God. They're not designed to draw us near, near to God. That says in James that the trying of our faith develops patience. It's true. We, we a lot of times have to be patient through things. We go through trials. We learn patience and, and keep our faith strong. But those trials were not God sending things to you to, to teach you something. We, we should learn something through those by the Holy Spirit. But God wants to teach you things without you having to go through things. Everything is not the will of God that happens. We can see that from the Word pretty easy. Jesus wept over Jerusalem and said, how I, how I long to gather you as, as a hen gathers the chicks, but you would not have it. Something that we, you've been reading, you might have come across it. Luke 7, verse 30, it says, But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the will of God for themselves, not having been baptized. So obviously it was the will of God for the Pharisees and lawyers to be baptized by John to, to receive the word. They rejected the will of God. So not everything that happens is, you could say, well, that was just God's will that they rejected that. No, it wasn't his will that they rejected it. And things pull away. So I want to encourage you, like last week, if you had prayer and you, and you went away and you thought you uh, didn't feel anything different or, or maybe you uh, sensed you were healed, but maybe some pain came back or something, that you have to realize those circumstances in life that come at you, the things that come against you are designed to pull you back away from the Word of God to make you feel like the Word was not, did not work, is not effective. The one sign, it says here in verse 16, that the ones sown on stony ground, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And, and over the years, we've seen that a lot. People get excited you know, in the moment. Or maybe you're in a big crowd or at a big meeting, and people are excited. And, and maybe the faith is, is high, and gifts of the Spirit are moving, and gifts of healing, gifts of miracles. But it's important that people have a foundation, because when they leave then, and then they're by themselves, and maybe that pain comes back, or they think, well, I guess I really didn't receive anything. I heard Kenneth Hagin's, I think it was Kenneth Hagin talking about, if somebody that was paralyzed gets up and walks out in a meeting and walks for two weeks and then, and then back, in, back paralyzed again, I mean, they were healed, obviously, but they lost something there somewhere because, why? because it didn't have a foundation of the word. We had a lady years ago here that came for a night, didn't come to the church here, but someone brought her that was on a walker a young lady had been had had a stroke. She was in her 20s or 30s, and she and she prayed with her and worked with her, and she walked around the sanctuary without the walker before she left. They left here and went to Walmart and went shopping, and she was going to bring her whole family and come back, and she never came back. And I needed to come back here, but she had to needed to get in the Word and stay. And two, three, four weeks later, she was back in the walker again, and uh, it wasn't that she wasn't healed. But you, you, have to, you have to tend to the, you get the seed planted, but if you don't tend to it and, and water it, you can lose that. Um, I always remember that, and that became big to me. I've shared that before about the time we were at a place called Fishnet, which was a Christian music speaking festival that I'd been having trouble with my knees. Couldn't, well, I couldn't hardly walk up steps without them hurting. And we were there with a the gentleman that took us up there, and, and the man saw operating in gifts of healings. 
I never heard him call out knees or anything. I didn't know anything about that stuff. <laughs> well, so my, my knees started getting really warm and hot. And I leaned over the guy and said, I think the Lord's healing my knees. And I always remember the thing he told me was to, to take a scripture and stand on it because, you know, Satan will try to rob that from you. And, and they, were, they stopped hurting, and it was about a week. I don't know what now. A week or two, they started hurting again. Uh, and I always appreciate the fact that he told me that and realized you, you need to take the word and stand on it, and that's what I did. And, and for a week or however long, and then the pain went back away again. And I didn't have trouble again. But I think I believe I could have lost that if, I hadn't, if he hadn't told me that, and I just went back to thinking about my knees again. So we need to get away from looking at the circumstances and keeping our eye on the Word. And so many times we, we lose track of the Word. When, even after we prayed or after something comes, immediately Satan's coming to try to steal it from us. Matthew 14 and this is familiar here, but it's a good illustration of how a lot of times we lose what God's given to us or we, let the, we keep our eyes on the circumstances more than we do the, uh, than the Word. We don't measure the Word big. We measure what's coming against us bigger. In, in Matthew 14, starting in verse 22, it says, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the winds were contrary. And so now in the fourth watch, so they were in the boat, the wind and the waves were, it was being a storm there. And now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. But it, and they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke and said, saying to them, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. So, so what did Jesus tell him? He said, Come. And so Peter got out of the boat. So here you had Peter. He said, You know, tell me to come walk on the water to you. And Jesus said, Come. So he had Jesus' word, right? He had God's word. That's what we have in the word of God. Let's come with the promises of God. And, and what happened was, it says... When Peter stepped out of the boat, it said that the boat was already in the wind and the waves, right? So he'd stepped out of the boat, so the wind and the waves didn't come. He'd stepped out into the wind and the waves. Thanks for joining us on Victory Life. We encourage you to commit every part of your life to Jesus Christ, who is himself the victory blueprint for your life. For more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to check us out on the web at lifeharvestchurch.org.